Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and my co-host Stephen Ellis is a part-time woodworker running Old South Woodcraft. We have both encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Make Your Vision podcast for episode 27, where we're going to talk about time management and probably our lack thereof. So, today it is Steven, Martina, and myself. How's it going, Martina? Good. I'm hoping that I can learn some things about time management today. <laughs> we're supposed to be, you know, telling other people about time management, not each other. I guess. Yeah. Well, there's always there's always new things for us to learn, and I think uh, I think this is why people literally get paid to consult about time management. There's people that's like their only job. That is true. Just like the that Asian lady on Netflix that helps people sort their lives. That's my show for the week. Oh snap! All right, cool. <laughs> I saw that on Netflix. I was like, why is this a show? I don't. I just. I don't get it. And then Martina was binge watching it, so that's why it's a show. I haven't binged it. Ah, uh, so well, you've watched it. It's, it counts. I've watched it. Yeah. So tidying up, and um, which we started even cleaning up our house before we started watching the show. But I don't go through all my items and ask if it brings me joy. I just knew that it was time to do a big goodwill donation. Sometimes you have to get rid of things you have an attachment to just because you don't have the space so right i'm sure you did it recently because you moved i'm sure you got rid of a bunch oh my of stuff gosh. we're still not done you're i don't think i don't think that you ever unpacked your house when you lived here well we did but then my in-laws gave us a whole bunch of stuff from my wife's childhood mm -hmm. and we never unpacked that and that's actually quite a bit of what's left is boxes of her stuff from childhood because it's like what do you do with it where do you put it it doesn't really but I... you don't want to get rid of it because it was like things her mother gave to her and her mother passed away so you don't want to uh... you don't want to get rid of it but you don't know where to put it so it's kind of in a box in a closet kind of thing the thing i don't understand is why people keep yearbooks and like 400 trophies and a lot of other large like they just take up a lot of space and weight bulk hey, items from their childhood hey, i earned those trophies they're important <laughs> well, yes the thing is is whenever you're good at everything you don't need a trophy for everything just keep the trophies that are really important it sounds like steven didn't get any trophies he and he's kind of trophies. jealous yeah. no i just think tro i just think trophies <laughs> and yearbooks in general are just really dumb it's funny because <laughs> i still have that stuff at my parents house my parents gave me some, and I, but I was like, I, I don't know what to do with this. And they're like, I don't, we don't know what to do with it either. I don't think I would keep them. The only things I think I would keep are like my class ring because it's worth money, and the our uh, second place in the state finals ring that I have. Other than that, I don't think I'd 
keep most of the trophies because they're just plasticky stuff. Exactly. It's like why why keep something like that? Keep like legit oh. pictures and things like that. We have a horde of that. So my stepdad was the city college wrestling coach here for a million years and they actually did really well often so we have all the videos from the old footage of the matches we have all the trophies all the plaques all the team photos that are you know like 11 by 14s it's like we have a wrestling museum in our attic so i have to get a hold of the new coach for the college to see if he wants it to keep like the memorabilia and everything for him that sounds like a good display thing for the school yeah there's a ton of stuff Especially, like, if you had, like, any real famous players or something like that, or are wrestlers, are they considered players? I don't know. Are they just wrestlers? Or wrestlers? They're always wrestlers. just wrestlers. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, because baseball, it's like baseball, basketball, football, you're players. Yeah, I don't, I don't think know. they're referred to it. as players. I think they're referred to as wrestlers. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so confused. You didn't wrestle, obviously. <laughs> no, no, no. I, we, we had like zero teams at the school I went to. We had cross country, basketball, softball, baseball, and I think golf. That's still. Track, maybe. That's still quite a bit. That's normal. Yeah, but I mean, if you go to a lot, I mean, we didn't have football. And football's a pretty standard one. We didn't have wrestling. We didn't have swimming. We had all those. Yeah. I also went to a tiny school. And we wrestling. had no facilities. Wrestling's pretty big over here, which it's not big everywhere. It's big in South Carolina. It's very big in South Carolina. It's all those farm boys, man. I can't imagine. No, it's it's um no, it's white kids that think they want to be ninjas. <laughs> so they they take up they nice. take up karate and then they got it then they get into real wrestling. It reminds me of like gym class when I was in high school, which the things we did in high school gym class I don't think any school would allow anymore. Like we played, you know, dodgeball and people would purposely aim for your face. Yeah. Or you'd have wrestling class where you purposely like go up against other people in the class and you try to take each other down. You wouldn't be able to do that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Probably not. No. Nah. We just played a lot of wall ball. I think those were just an excuse for the bullies to be bigger bullies. They had an open forum at that point. Well, because open the wrestling class that you did for gym class, the teacher would let the person pick who they wanted to wrestle. So the big Are bullies would always me? pick on the small people like me. So I That's always you... got picked on and got stuck against like the biggest person. And it was it was one of those things where you could seriously get injured. And I don't know how they ever allowed it. Yeah, we we used to play football like just just a pickup game of football outside the school yep we did that until too. until we broke a kid's collarbone yeah that's easy to happen yeah i think that's i mean color collarbones break real easy until somebody gets hurt they don't see a problem with it exactly so anyway so we what already know what watching? martina's watching yeah what about you steven uh i binge watched a show on hulu called future man uh, I've seen part of the first it is season. Not at all acceptable for children. I want to see that <laughs> because it is written by Seth Rogen, basically Seth Rogen, and then the guys who wrote Sausage Party, and I think This is the End of the World or something. I need to watch that though. Yeah, it's real not safe for work. Oh, I'm sure. But it is. It is hilarious, and it stars the uh, 
the kid who played uh, PETA in Hunger um, Games. I saw that. Josh. Something. I can't remember his name. Yeah. But it's hilarious. Like, it's a very odd look at a dystopian future. And if you if you listen real well and actually pay attention to the plot, it talks a lot about things that are, like, current to the to current to our situation in America. Yeah, but that it's makes hilarious. Sense. Nice. Yes, 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 yes. I thought it was pretty funny. All right, so what are you watching, man? Well, I'm still watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, but still, still streaming. Well, it's a hundred and how many episodes? I don't know. I don't know. And now you've got even more because the show's back on the air. Oh man. Well, there's that, and then I've been listening to audiobooks. So I just started the Pumpkin Plan which is like a business mm. entrepreneur book, but it's it's one of those books where the author tries to make jokes that aren't really funny and it actually in my mind devalues his opinion. Mm. <laughs> like the idea he has is good. The way he presents it comes off in an immature way and it kind of makes you semi lose respect for his opinion at that point. Like, the, the opinion by itself is a solid plan of how to grow your business. And if somebody else read it and there weren't jokes, these, like, you know, I'm trying to be funny jokes, but they're not really funny. If those were not in it, I think it would be way better. So, are they just bad jokes or are they dad jokes? They're bad. <laughs> they're not bad. Okay, all right. Yeah. I can appreciate you, a good dad joke. These are not Are you jokes. learning anything? In I, it? I am. Or should you just give up? Okay. So I am learning from it. I just don't enjoy the jokes. Like he'll, if you have to say something and then give an explanation as to where it's from, like he he mentioned his n nickname or something that was some ridiculous nickname, and then he said, you know, the nickname my peers gave me in high school or whatever. If you have to explain where the quote unquote joke is from, it's it's not funny at all. <laughs> it's so like you a don't bad really inside need joke. It. It's just yeah. a, it's just a bad inside joke. So he, mm. it's not like other audiobooks I've listened to where the author wrote the book. So there's a difference between like a well written book, a book that has comedy in it and is actually, you know, a humorous take on a topic. And then there's that middle where somebody tries to be funny, but they're not really funny. And they're trying to be professional, but they're not really professional. He lands in that tier. Hmm. So if you ever listen to it, you'll see what I mean. But the the plan itself is a good plan. But I think it's also only really applicable to if you have kind of like that client on retainer type of setup where you'd have a business where you get repeat clients because it's something like a service you offer that they need. So, you know, like if you're tech support for somebody or you more like an independent consultant as opposed to running a, yeah, a tangible goods business. Yeah. You're not making products and selling yeah. them to different customers all the time. Cause it's all about ranking your customers by, whether they're a good customer and they pay well, a good customer and they're frugal, 
a bad customer and they pay well, a bad customer and they don't pay well. Like you're ranking your customer base and then you kind of weed out the bad clients that you don't want to deal with anymore. And you try to nurture the good clients because you're, you're trying to grow the prize pumpkin by mm. getting all your good clients and building them up and catering to them. So the concept is a good one, but hmm. it, I don't know that it necessarily applies to somebody like us. It's more like a if you were trying to run a legitimate business and you had employees and you were trying to you know, cater to your high-end customers or something. That's kind of what it's set up as. Which, it makes sense because that's the business he ran, which is how he wrote the book. So Gotcha. But anyway. So what you're saying is not every entrepreneurial or business book is applicable to makers. Yeah. That's like, what I got out of it. This one was recommended by a different podcast, which I'm sure you can guess. And... Hmm. They thought it was a great one, and I'm not... There are pieces of it that could be applied, but I'm not sure that I'd fully recommend the book to other people and that are like us, because it's... If you get the one concept, which is like in the first couple chapters, then I think you've got enough. I don't think you need to listen to the whole thing the whole time. Yeah. But I'm not done with it entirely, so we'll see if it gets any better. And then Who I finished uh, Crushing It, which was another audiobook. That one was actually useful. Is that that's the Gary Vee book? It is. Okay. But he has the take, like he tries to get interviews of people from different businesses and different aspects and how they use social media to grow their businesses. So that hmm. one's a little more on point with... I guess what, what we're, we're trying, trying to, do. to do. Okay. So that one I would actually recommend. And that one I did finish. There, I'm just listening to ones people have recommended. And so far that's the only one that... Well, that one and Building a Story Brand, which is one by Don Miller. That one's pretty oh, good too. Oh, you were referencing that with me the other day. It was a pretty good one. Because it's got some important things like for simplifying your website and making sure your customers know where to go and what to click and what you're trying to drive them to. Because if you're we if they pull up your website and it's this huge page of stuff, you're going to overwhelm them and they're going to shut down internally and they're going to click off your website. So that one's a good one, especially if you're trying to update your website, Martina. I would, I would listen to that one or read the book or whatever. Then... Just try to look at some of their things. I think he has some stuff online, too, that are short videos and out. suggestions. And I have to redeem my Audible coupon that I got in my email. Yeah, I've debated, like, postponing my membership for a while. Because I, I have, like, three credits I just spent on crushing it and uh, a couple other books. And... I think once you have like three credits you spend right in a row, they're just going to keep renewing monthly and mm -hmm. I'm not going to use it probably every month anyway. Cause it takes, it takes about a month to really listen to it. Cause I only listen to it on the way to work and on the way home from work. So I only get about 30 to 45 minutes a day max. And some of those books are 
that's eight hours plus of listening. I can hear Amanda listening to us in the background right now, last week's episode. So I have you guys coming from both sides right now of the wall. Nice. <laughs> she's trying to finish it up. But she's like you. She only has like limited amount of time where she could listen to stuff. Yeah. Without my commute, I wouldn't be listening to as much as I do. So and I got a couple up. different... <laughs> I'm not coming back on. Um, use your, use so, your outside voice, Martina. This probably is my outside voice. Unless I'm mad, then I get super loud. Oh. Uh, but then I won't calm down for like a day, so you don't oh. even want to do that. It's the Latin blood in me. Uh. Uh, so I got different tips for time management that a lot of people just say planning out their day or planning out their week. I'm starting to get into making list to try and manage my time and become more efficient because I like to kind of fly by the seat of my pants and just kind of see where the day takes me. And then projects that should be taking me three or four days end up taking me two weeks because I get distracted. So. That's legit. That makes sense. I do the list kind of sort of. I do it. I do like a mental list because usually I only have an hour, maybe two hours a night where I'm not helping my children with homework or making them dinner or whatever. So usually I go out in the garage and I say, okay, tonight I need to get these three things done. And then I just start with what is either the messiest or, you know, whatever's going to involve creating sawdust or whatever yeah. that might be and then whatever's being painted or finished is always at the end regardless and then that's how I try to rank things so I usually start at where I'm going to end my day or end my time in the garage and then I usually work backwards because I always know that painting and clear code or finish is always at the end because I don't want to ruin it by working on other stuff when it's wet. So I'll usually put those at the end and then I'll kind of look at what's left and then I will work backwards to fill in what I'm going to work on first. All right. That I mean that seems pretty legit. Normally I do mine by like okay, I've got to have a project out in 2 weeks. I know the milling is going to take this long. I know the finishing is going to take this long. So I've got to figure out what to do in the middle. Um, and I've figured out I'm if I, if I wear my watch while working, normally I don't. But if I wear my watch while doing certain tasks, I can try to narrow it down to say, okay, this should take me 30 minutes, 45 minutes or an hour, you know, an hour if things go properly. So that means planning ahead. Um, to go ahead and if, if say I'm going to do my sanding, have all my sanding stuff together, go ahead and get all my grits out and set them out. And so that way all I got to do is, you know, just rip one off, put a new one on uh, and, and get going. So planning ahead for me means going ahead and having everything set out. I don't want to be searching around the shop looking for clamps. I don't want to be running around looking for rags, looking for this, looking for that. Have everything close by. Um, so that's part of my time management is just being... I guess efficient in that way and then at the same time during the week I'll have a you know I need to get this done per night makes sense 
I don't necessarily make a list. I just know that, okay, it's here. I need to get it to here by this date. So these are the steps I'm hitting. So I need to do one step a night, if not, if not more. But normally in the time that I have allotted, I have to, I can, uh, normally I'm going to get one step a night. Yeah. And one thing that I've recently started doing more, which throws a wrench in how long things are going to take is trying to video what I'm doing, mm. or at least, at least the key points so I can try to create a video of it. So like last night when I was installing the drawers on the mobile cabinet I have, I filmed installing one half of a drawer slide on the other side, did that for all the drawers for the most part or at least the bottom two drawers. And then I went back and filmed the right side of that drawer and then finished up those. And then I did the top drawer. So I only filmed necessary parts. I didn't film everything because for one, I film with my phone. So there's limited storage and I didn't, I didn't want to run out of storage. So I don't film everything and then pare it down. I figure out what I want to film or what I want to highlight and then I just film that section. So sometimes the video doesn't turn out 100% awesome, but at least it's showing what I'm doing without taking up a really large amount of time. It does end up taking longer because you set up the tripod in a specific position. And then when you're done with that step, you have to move the tripod and all that set up to figure out how you want to do it and figure out where you have to have the lighting so it doesn't like reflect back and have this really bright spot so i found that doing the filming or trying to add the filming has definitely increased time by probably 50 percent. so if it took me an hour before now it's gonna take me an hour and a half i'm yeah, i've been I'm surprised to... oh i'm sorry no go ahead steven i was gonna say i'm surprised that you're gonna if you say you're gonna do an hour on up Whatever task you're going to do is going to take an hour. With filming, it's going to take an hour and a half. I would say double that. At least from what I've heard from, for, from other, well, at least the content creators, you know, Matt Cremona yeah. and, and, um, and Mark Spaggs, that you need to possibly double, if not triple, the time you're expecting a task to take to do filming. Then well, again, they're doing a lot yeah, of, you know, a lot there's... of shots, doing in and out, you know. So I'm... They're not, they're not enough quite people, to that level yet. There's enough people doing that. This is exactly how you make this. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that I necessarily want to be that person that is instructing you on how to do it as much as just walking you through a project that I built. So kind of like how, I don't know if you've ever watched Alex Steele on YouTube, the blacksmith. I don't but, think I've ever I don't think I've ever watched him which is surprising. So he'll do a project and he'll and he'll split it up in parts. But it'll be like today I'm working on this and I'll give you some kind of details as to what he has to do or what he's working on. But he doesn't sit there and say now this is how you do this or this is how you do this. He's like okay, first I'm going to stack up the billet and stick it in the forge. And that's like he just does it. The style I'm trying to do is more like that, where it's just kind of showing you the project I'm working on and not 
and I'll explain like things that may be new or maybe aren't covered in videos I've watched personally. Like I'm not going to show people how to install drawer slides because there's probably 50 million videos out there. But I will say this is how I did it and just kind of show it. I wouldn't say, you know, now you need to measure one eighth of an inch up from the bottom and anchor the first drawer slide here. Like I, there's enough videos like that out there. So I'm trying to figure out what would differentiate myself in a video versus other people and explaining how to build a cabinet with drawer slides and everything. People have done that. Whereas if I'm like, this is why I'm building the cabinet and you know, I'm just going to bring you along for the ride. It's more of just like a, a show and tell versus a instruction. Yeah. So what I'm, what I'm hearing, I don't want to, I don't want to cut you off, uh, Martina, but just one thing, one thing that I'm hearing is not just time management, but also clear decisions. Yeah. Once you because make a decision, when you're wishy-washy on things, you're standing, you're standing there thinking about something, you can waste a lot of time thinking. So if you're going to do something, decide on it and be done. That's, well, that's, that's, that's part of time management. I did hear there was one audiobook I heard that in. I cannot remember what book it was, but it was all about make a decision, move on. Exactly. You're always going to make, at some point, you're going to make a wrong decision. Well, duh. That's and there's no reason to dwell on it. Just move on to the next decision because there's always a next decision. There's always a next thing you need to do. Sometimes things don't work out. Keep pushing further and forward. That's definitely one of those things where if you set up, so if if you're creating a video, set up your camera, video it, and then if the angle wasn't the best one, then, you know, you can explain it out in the video or you can cut it all together. Like, just don't dwell on, oh man, I really should have done it this way. Well, too late now, unless you're going to redo the whole thing, which I'm not. I agree though. Make a decision and move on. All right, so you were going to say something, and then we both cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I was just going to say with the time management thing and the cell phones, like I've been trying to really focus on not using my phone if I'm trying to get, like, be productive with my time and not get distracted. So it's set the phone down and get to work and then try and turn off notifications so you don't have that distraction. But if I'm using my phone to film film content, too... It's like Trevor where it takes a little bit more time. But when I go and try and move my tripod, it's like, okay, ignore every message that I got yep. on the screen. You're just using this for content work purposes. Move the tripod. And then when I have some free time, then it's like, okay, I can check on my messages. Because that's, I think, the number one biggest distraction for everyone is their phone. Whether it's, you know, regular text message, social, social media, anything on there. Well, Your dad other calling you in the middle of the day? Yeah. Sorry, he just he, he literally just called. So, <laughs> there's another thing you can do with that, where if you're gonna be on your phone, and you're doing it specifically to be on social media, set a timer, and then when the timer goes off, have the willpower to shut off social media and go back to work. Which is not the easiest. It's kind of like setting an alarm to wake up in the morning, where you know, you know you need to get up but you don't want to get up. And I think a lot of people do that where they know they need to step away from social media, but they don't want to step away. 
and setting a timer I think helps with that. That's legitimate. I mean, that's definitely good time management, and that's I th- from what I've from what I've seen and what I've heard. That's basically every parent out there now, because every child has an iPad or a phone, and they have not mine. screen time. Not yet. Uh, they only have uh, screen time for their homework. No, 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 no. It's I, well, they don't have an iPad or a phone, but what are they doing right now? I can almost guarantee what they're doing. They're probably watching Netflix, right? They are sleeping. Oh, that's surprising. Dang. Normally one of them gets up. It's and... 9 a.m. Oh, they didn't go to bed till like midnight. Oh, <laughs> that's past my bedtime. Well, yeah, they, I was up till two. They were good this week, so we let them stay up last night. Well, <laughs> notice you messaged me before 10 last night and I didn't even respond. Yeah. But then I text you back at, what, 5.45 this morning? Well, tonight I think we're going yeah. to... Uh, let them rent a movie from Redbox because we got a coupon for like a dollar twenty-five off. So it ends up oh. being like fifty cents or something. And, Are you gonna uh, make them pay for it? No, I'm not, <laughs> out of their I'm allowance. Not. But uh, no, they they uh, have the choice of two because there's two that just came out that we both want to see, which are well, I want to see Venom, but my wife won't watch that most likely. So. It's Smallfoot and Goosebumps 2. Smallfoot, that's the littlest Bigfoot, right? Or no, mm-hmm. no. Venom well, is the littlest It's about Bigfoot. how Bigfoot found a human who's the Smallfoot. Uh, but it's like okay. an animated movie for kids, so I think we're probably going to rent that one. Because Goosebumps, I think it's going to be too scary. For, for uh, yeah, for because they're still pretty young. I mean, they watched the first one, but there are certain parts where they, you know things jump out and they get frightened but but yeah they uh they get rewarded for good behavior and you know putting time out for bad behavior Mm. it's legit see that's almost like another uh motivator that we got told Mm -hmm. of food so they get rewarded for good behavior people well let's face it the number one reward for for every maker that happens to be over the age of 21 is typically a beer or a drink of some sort if they drink alcohol i mean i'm still well i'm still i mean i'm well past 21 and i thoroughly enjoy alcohol but food is like so important i love food well there will be like oh if i finish this i'm going to devour this bag of sour patch kids oh you could pick something way better than sour Sour patch Patch Kids. kids oh no they're not they're the worst. Or sour gummy worms. Worst. I'm a sour candy kind of person. I don't... The sour gummy worms have such a weird texture. But I guess it's... Or one of my like other favorites is Mounds Bars. Mounds Bars? Are, yeah. How old are you? With coconut? Dude. It's like, it looks like senior citizen food. A Mounds 90? Bar? I think you're thinking Werther's Originals. Those are senior citizen food. <laughs> Oh, no, okay, I'll throw some because I like Werther's are delicious, but uh, caramel yeah. is delicious. Mounds is Mounds is old Dude, people. But Mounds, coconut. that's Come terrible. On. Oh, I love coconut. That's why it's terrible. So you guys just don't oh, like God. the same candy I do. That's fine. Coconut tastes like if you ripped bark off a tr- no, if you ripped bark off a tree Sunscreen? and then added sugar to it, that's what that's what coconut is. Do you know that from experience? Probably, back in his day. That's why he still uses. We had we had meat. We killed brontos brontosaurus brontosauri. I guess maybe brontosauri. 
<laughs> yeah, you, de- you should have picked you it easier. Should have picked well, Triceratops has already got an S. <laughs> Triceratopsis. Triceratopsis. Just, just give up. <laughs> we, we, we but slaughtered yes. many pterodactyls. But yes, definitely pterodactyls. Yes, pterodactyls. Definitely reward yourself because I, I think if you have this huge list of things, it gets daunting. But if you say, okay, once I complete task number one, I can have, you know, a piece of candy or a snack or whatever. Complete step number two, I can have this Mountain Dew or something that you've been craving. I don't know. And then at the end of the day, when you finished everything, it's like, oh, yeah, now I can have my beer. It's so funny. Uh, I think we're just going to teach everyone to get cavities. We are so. not dental professionals. <laughs> Eat, eat, and yeah. drink at your own <laughs> Please risk. Brush your teeth twice a day. I love Mountain My Dew, but you're right. Like if you drink comment. too much, it definitely makes your teeth hurt. The thing is, is like the way the way Trevor dresses a lot of the time. Like he looks like someone that should advertise for Mountain Dew. Hey, if they want to sponsor me, I might be <laughs> open to that. Yeah. <laughs> Message them. See if they need a sign. I did, although. I did try that with Monster Energy because I used to be like a huge Monster Energy fan, and I emailed them because they don't respond on social media because they have like over a million. They have millions of followers, and a uh, followers. So because I saw somebody else made a sign for their own shop and they were trying to sell them, I was like, "Well, I know that is against the rules, and you're violating copyright." But I messaged or emailed them and said, hey, you know, I'd like to make a sign for you to hang in your office. It would go directly to you. I wouldn't plan to sell them. Like, would you be open to that? They're like, no. According to our brand and our copyright protection of our logo, you may not use our logo for anything ever. It's like, well, which which I already knew. Well, I no, already knew I that it was... was a- like you pack. should never use a brand and make a sign and try to sell them like it's completely illegal yep but i thought you know if i make it and send it to the company and i don't ever sell them and i just made it one for them that they might like it because other companies have but they shot it down hard so fyi if you ever want to do anything for monster energy don't Coke does own them. I think doesn't Coke own oh, them. Oh, they that's are why? super, super hardcore about copyright protection well, too. Well, I think that's even if you're trying to do something nice for them, because I was I didn't want anything. I was just like I, you know, I like the brand, and they can I can I get a sweet monster like hat? Get a what? Get a monster hat, you know, with a big scraggly M. I don't know. I don't like I don't like monster anyways. It tastes like um, tastes like a handful of nickels and pennies. And uh, then feels well, like my heart's gonna explode. Yeah, that's. <laughs> it, hey, aren't you Monster Energy right now? tastes like metal. It, ta- it legitimately <laughs> tastes like metal. Are you a robot? Do you just no. eat weird shit all the time? Bark and <sighs> nickels. So it he really is a caveman. Like, metal. like he's eating metal and rocks and bark and. <laughs> oh dear God! Why? Uh, just you why? walked yourself into this one, dude. I did, but the thing is, is you have to admit, Monster Energy tastes like metal. Mm, not to me, but I wouldn't. It's because you don't have any I taste buds left. You drank Monster Energy and Mountain Dew most of your life. I wouldn't probably. have drank it if I thought it tasted like metal. This is the Mountain Dew. 
It legit, it legit tastes like metal to me. Anytime I smell it, it's just it's so off-putting. It's like this smell. This smells like a chemical factory that makes plastic. Red Bull and Monster, like the the standard flavor, always reminds me of like Mountain Dew with crushed up Smarties. Uh, That's what it tastes like to me. It's surprising that you don't like it. We probably because should have done a time management outline for this so, podcast. So we never we said we were good at time management. We said it yeah. was a time management oh, topic for tips is... on how you could, and we just don't follow them. This is why Amanda laughed when she but heard that I was going to be on the So this is really podcast. what people need to hear, though, because so. this is actually what always happens. Yes. As you get going down, you get going down a rabbit yes. hole, especially if you're in group messages and... Yes. Uh, somebody sends you a message about how poorly someone has built or made something and then oh, yeah. you all just pile on the bandwagon of how poorly oh, yeah. something is done so i so, wonder when that happens i don't know but back to our actual topic of time management yes. and how we're really good at it mm-hmm. the, we're great at it right now so one that i had is always put your family first when possible so now there are exceptions where you know you're hitting a deadline you have two hours to get it done and if you don't get it done then it could hurt your brand or company or that customer relationship so i always try to put my family first so in my case it's i come home from work i help my kids with their schoolwork, i feed them dinner and then i put them to bed and then if I have time left in the day, I will work on stuff that I can work on. And then on the weekend is when I get the majority of the time that I need. But it's one of those things like I can always have another customer if I try hard enough. But I, my kids aren't always going to be, you know, six and four. So it's one of those things where you need to really evaluate is it worth sacrificing all of this time you know away from them which is why if you do it a little bit at a time versus a lot of time very often it makes a huge difference so before you know I'm I might have spent all night out in the garage if I had to get something done but now I try to be more cognizant of spending time with them first and because i mean i work full-time so for people that are full-time makers it may be easier to do this because maybe your nine to five is your your actual building and making so you know when six o'clock rolls around you're kind of tired and done for the day i don't know but i don't really have that option so it's kind of like full throttle all the time yeah so I guess this question, I guess, probably best posed at Martina because you are a full-time maker and you work out of your garage, which is part of your home. So is there, with you and Amanda, is there like a set schedule for whenever you you work in the shop and then whenever she's there, you spend time together? Or is it just as time allows? So what I try and do is... My schedule ends up pretty much being okay. an 8 to 5, 8 to 5.30, and then I work when she works. Um, but then it's 
you really have to buckle down because it's easy to get distracted by Mm -hmm. like being working in your house still so you get caught up with laundry doing the dishes anything like that so that's why i try and say like i'm gonna work eight to five this is my full-time job you know take a lunch break and then if i take 30 minutes 45 minutes or whatever then it's like okay i can knock out a quick project around the house like swift for the tile real quick or something but um it's really easy since i do work from home though to never take a day off which is hard and then i get then stuff around the house ends up piling up and then i end up losing more time working because i have to get caught up with all the stuff that i've let go like um i ended up taking i technically haven't even worked yet this month i I start on monday but i had to fix almost every faucet in the house my like so we had one that was permanently running like it wouldn't shut off so i had to fix that one we had the one in the kitchen that was leaking we had um the rain gutters that were just like flowing directly into the house the downspout and st- you know what i mean just this long list of stuff that had been let go so it's like let me focus on getting stuff done around the house that way now that i have my big projects coming up on monday i can just really dedicate and do my eight to five working and instead of that project taking longer than i think it's going to take maybe i'm able to get it done faster now that i have everything else prioritized and if i get that done faster then i can take on another big project and keep keep busy with work and keep Makes income sense. coming in yeah so you just had to weigh, like weigh the benefits of taking the time which is hard because being self-employed and being mm-hmm. my you know i'm my source of income if i'm not working i'm not making money but deciding like is it worth taking the time off work to now i don't have to hire someone to come fix my house because yeah. it's not gonna well, fall apart the, time, so. the people that you hire to fix certain things don't always do it quickly (laughs) so sometimes it ends up taking just as long but you're waiting on somebody else right right like we had a rain gutters replaced last year and i had to go fix their work because they put the downspout in the wrong spot so now that we're finally getting rain it's like oh god it's just like building up against the house and just sitting yeah directly against it that kind of leads into another one i had which was trying to make the most out of every hour you have available. So there's some hours you obviously don't have available. Like if you're working full time, your normal work hours are typically work. But one thing that I've been doing, it's probably for six months or something now, is my lunch break is used for if I have to ship something else, or shut something out, I'll take it to USPS on my lunch break or, you know, I'll um, do design work because I can do design work on my computer during lunch. Uh, Or I'll do things for the podcast, like I'll edit the podcast or do things for the podcast website. I try to do that all during my work break, like my lunch break. Because otherwise, it's time I typically would have, you know, gone out to eat with people. So not only am I getting stuff done, but I'm also saving money because I'm not going out to eat. So it's kind of a benefit. I mean, I don't, 
I was never really into going out to eat anyway during lunch, so it wasn't that big of a sacrifice for me. Um, but I do get a lot done during my lunch break, which means that anything I get done during my lunch break, I don't have to get done and sacrifice time at home. So it makes a huge deal. I think that's definitely a good piece of advice. And when I heard you talk about that for the first time that you're utilizing that hour, that's a Mm -hmm. great hour to utilize because it's uninterrupted. You're not at home with your kids aren't around, your wife's not around, and you could just, you know, kind of put on your headphones, put on music if you want, and just plow through that hour and get a bunch of stuff done, do designs for upcoming projects, or like you said, your website stuff. That's pretty much every sign design I've done in the last five or six months has been during my lunch break. I might have to start taking a, an hour a week and going to the library, so I'm uninterrupted. Well, and then on the way to, to work, to do I'll listen like to an audiobook or a podcast, and then on the way home from work, uh, I'll either do that or I'll call Stephen and we'll talk about. <laughs> yeah, he calls me almost every uh, night. Podcast stuff or whatever we need to, you know, get done. So there's there's things there's time in there that I think people. People chalk it up as, oh, well, it's it's only 30 minutes. I'm not going to get anything done in 30 minutes. But you can actually get quite a bit done. So even if it's, you know, writing down your expenses for that week, that's something you need to get done that you would carve out time for somewhere. So why not do it during your lunch break? Yeah. I think... So I've I've tried to do this every day since... I uh, I kind of thought that I might be able to do it without going crazy. And granted, maybe like one day a week, I'll just, you know, because I'm also working that whole time up until then. So sometimes I just need a break. And sometimes, you know, once a week, I'll just relax during my lunch break and just eat my lunch and maybe listen to music or something. But by and large, I try to get something done. Sit in silence for an hour. So for me, it's hit or miss, uh, depending on the day. Now, if I'm in the office, being in the office is like very soul crushing and mind crushing for me. So I have to get out of there. I I can't really work on anything else, especially, especially the way you do it, Trevor, where like you do the edits or do it's like, I've been on the computer for a while. Anyways, I just can't, just cannot look at this thing anymore. I've got to get out and get some fresh air. Um, and a lot of times during the week, if I'm not in the office, I'm traveling a lot of times during lunch. Like, so I've yeah. got to eat lunch on the road or I've got to eat it quick and run back and finish what I'm doing. So, I don't know. I, luckily this week I had a lot of time, even though I was out in the field, I had time to sit down because I was watching contractors um, to work on things like writing the show notes that I've still got to email you because I didn't have my work laptop or I didn't have my personal laptop. I had my work laptop with me. Um, <laughs> but yeah. also I wrote reports for my, you know, from my day job and I did other things. Um, so I can get stuff done in those limited amounts of time, but it doesn't go as smoothly, as efficiently as I could actually sitting down at a proper place to sit down and do it. Um, one thing, though, I do like to do, especially if it's just me at night because my wife works at night a lot, um, is if I'm going to heat up some food, 
Uh, a lot of times I'll do leftovers in the oven. So heating up the oven takes 10, 15 minutes to preheat and then maybe another 10 or so minutes to cook what, or re, you know, reheat whatever it is that I'm going to do. So I've got about between 15 and 30 minutes sometimes of, uh, of, of time. I'm literally just waiting on food to cook. Uh, so I'll go down in the shop for a few minutes and do things like, um, take, if I've got stuff in Evaporust, I'll take it out, start cleaning it, or at least drying it off and, and taking a look at it. Um, if I've got stuff to, to go in Evaporust, I'll take those items apart and go ahead and start trying to sort stuff out. Cause a lot of times it's smaller items, so it's mostly just taking apart screws and bolts. Um, I won't get into items like sanding cause if I do that, I'll get, I'll try to get in a, in a flow and I can't get out of that and either I won't eat, I'll let my food burn, or I just won't get anything done efficiently in the shop. So I know I need to take on those small small increment time items. Shoot, even if it's just sweeping the floor and getting all the floor mess consolidated into one pile, because I like to, to, to get it all together in one big pile and then scoop it up, because I use it to as a fire starter a lot of times. Um, so it's, it's small items like that, things that most people would highly overlook um, as I'll use that time for, for doing those, those small things. Um, the other thing is, is uh, that I really like to do is one of the last things I do at night, probably if not the last thing I'll do at night when I'm in the shop, is take pictures of, of yeah. what it is that I'm working on. So, you know... You're trying to record video, Martina. You do some video recording as well. I don't do any of that. I've tried to do videos, and it's just it's not my thing. I like stills, so I'll take a bunch of pictures. It may take maybe five or ten minutes, but I'll I'll set aside that five or ten minutes at the very end of the night, and and take all the pictures then. Makes sense. It's kind of it's kind of like my uh, cool down and and you know and working out. It's kind of that that slow. You know, you're still moving, but you're taking things at a much slower pace and just trying to let your body and your mind mellow back out. One thing I do at the end of every night is put stuff away because mm. you will be surprised. I try. At not only how much more efficient it makes you the next day, but how much better it makes you feel to have a clean area where you were. So, I mean, granted, my garage is cluttered just because I need to get stuff out of there. But, like, all the sawdust is cleaned up and all my tools are put away. And I know exactly where they are. So, it's going to save me time the next time I go out there. Like, hey, I need my drill. Oh, it's right here. So, instead of doing that thing where you look around for 15 minutes for the tool you just set down five seconds ago. I've been trying to weekly, um, so my garbage pickup is Wednesday, so Tuesday night, Same my ending routine is let me go get all my scra my scrap pieces of wood that I've cut that are like ends that I won't use for anything, throw those all out, empty my dust collection, empty like the um, sawdust bag for my miter saw, all that stuff, and do empty the garbage can, so that's my Tuesday night routine, Tuesday evening routine, whatever, um, so do that once a week or else things just start to get out of control. And then all of a sudden it's been a couple of weeks since your dust collection has been emptied and you like it explodes on you when you take it off because it's so over full. And then you have to clean up that mess and everything. So that I think since I've started doing that, even just that simple little thing has it's made amazing what feel a, routine a little bit will do. more organized. 
Is this important in your with... life? Sawdust yeah. is not important in my life. Let's throw it out. It, it, Does it bring you joy? It, it, bring, it brings there you go. It brings you joy to, to get rid it of it. It does not bring you joy to keep yeah. it. So it brings me joy to throw out <laughs> scrap material from laser cutting. So like when I cut a sign out, there's the, the outer portion or the raw stock. So every time I get to throw, I'll pile them up for the week because I don't always want to open my garage and throw them out. So I'll stick them in a pile and then right before trash day, I'll take that pile and throw it away. And it's, it's kind of like the same thing where it's just, it's it's, a it feels like a huge action. win, even though it's something simple. Yeah. It's so hard because like when I work with hard, oh, yeah. hardwoods, any little cutoff, I'm like, oh, let me save that. I might use that. But when I'm using just yeah. like builder grade materials, I'm like, throw that away. Like you don't need it. By the time you go to use it, it's going to be warped anyways. And then it I just makes everything messier yeah. if you hold on to yeah. it. Yeah. So that's like, to me, whenever I get done with a project, I burn all the non-usable scraps so that to me is like that sort of sanctimonious this is the end this is the finale of that so i like to gather all of them up at one time now that being said i've probably got like five or ten big gal like couple gallon size bags it's the, the stuff that like dog and cat food come in because they're real heavy and they don't cut, you know, they they don't they won't get cut real easy mm -hmm. if you throw if you throw wood scraps in them. So I probably have like ten of those bags at any given point, and two boxes, two <laughs> big wooden crates of uh, of scraps. Well, you with well, the wood shavings. That's also because I split wood with wood well, shavings and stuff. They just yeah, make good packaging material. Yeah, yeah. I keep some like of really nice. I keep some of really just nice messy. like shavings, ones that are real curly or ones that have gotten like real good figure, things like that. I keep those and I put them off the side and then I'll use them at Christmas and at times and just like stuff them in things. You know what you should do? What's that? You should start a company that is totally for basically woodworker customers where they can sawdust bomb somebody with mail or shaving bomb so you can you can give them a package and then it just like people open it it's like those uh the glitter letters or whatever where you open oh, a letter yeah. and they fly all over <laughs> it's got like no no it's no, got no. Those if you really... shavings and it just like flies all over that becomes no hilarious. if you really really want to like be hating on somebody mdf dust no that's that is nasty oh god the melamine yeah, by from the this way week. um oh, melamine excellent choice why in the world you stained a table and added a sealer coat? I I don't understand you, Missy. Well, it's it shop made her furniture. Feel so it's shop furniture. It brought you joy. Okay. All it right. brought me joy. I'll you be know, honest. I picked bring that me white joy. plywood because it looked nice once I was done, and it didn't require me to finish anything. <laughs> so you today had not Granted, any extra it work. did chip out in places, so that part kind of blew, but it looks nice. Yeah. So. I want it to last a while too, so that's part mm -hmm. of why I was gonna like seal it, obviously, because you know, wood dries out, all that stuff. So I wanted it to last longer, but then, my, in my head, eventually, I'll be doing YouTube videos too. Uh... So I feel like it's more eye pleasing yeah. if I stained it. it looks so you know, fancy. so but the melamine like is so, yeah, a magic eraser and done. That my top's clean, so that top of my workbench now is going to last a while and it's only 30 bucks to replace yeah. when it's I also use it melamine it. as long as you check it every once in a while it's also pretty good if you do the scary sharp method 
to sharpen tools and things. Put sandpaper down on it, and because melamine is pretty flat. So, yep. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. is. It's yes, so it heavy, though. It's not as heavy as a big chunk of granite, <laughs> oh my though. God. It's true. Machine, uh, like in machinist granite, I, it's like $300 a block. I got my workout this week. True. Yeah. So. Between the melamine hickory. and the hickory this week, I'm like, I've been, I've been to the gym out in the garage. I think that made it through my <laughs> list of stuff. Because really, mine was the uh you make a list prioritize it and try to use the most out of every available hour you have along with the reward yourself i've been anti-list for i think my whole adult life and you know the past couple months i've been trying to make them more often i don't even like to make a list to go to the grocery store and then you know and so now that i'm doing it I'm, this it does make a huge difference you do feel more organized you're wasting less time because it's written out and i always feel like i have a thousand thoughts in my head and it's nice to kind of focus them and put them on one piece of paper and then you can't see what you need to prioritize because it's when when it's all in your head you're just going to tackle whatever but when yeah. you see it on paper then you could see that it's more achievable as well yeah and that makes sense that's true that's true Plus, you don't forget the little things. I mean, that's that's something I think a lot of people will overlook, especially if you don't have good time management, is you will overlook little things. It's that's like, true. oh, finish should only take just, you know, should only take a few minutes to do. No, it does not take a few minutes to In do. In what world does it take a few minutes? The only one is, is doing these charcuterie boards with walrus oil because it's a one and done. Yeah, so it takes just a couple of minutes. Started um if I over buy materials from the store and I know I'm not going to use them again, I put them directly into my truck so that way when I go back to that store, my returns already set. So yesterday I bought the pig boards for the assembly table and I overbought. So I was like instead of putting them in the garage and have like letting them sit here and not re- be able to return them, let me put them right in there. I know I'll be there in a couple days anyways and I can return them and then put that money towards something else. Yeah, that's that makes legit. Sense. But that you know, it works in Southern California because y'all get rain what like once a century. It's been raining all week. Yeah, it rained all week here. Yeah, we you had, can't tell. You can't tell me flood. nothing. You can't we tell me nothing. It's gonna rain tomorrow. It has been raining here all week, which is strange. It has rained. I mean, it's 60, probably almost but... the almost the entire month of January. Yeah, I don't miss that. And it's it rained most of December. It rained most of November. It has been bull tonkery, like just too much rain. We definitely don't get that much, but no, this week has been. See, that's time management too. I didn't manage my time wisely. So Tuesday, I had to go pick up materials for my assembly table and time the rain, and just hope that it wasn't going to get soaked. So when I was unloading, it started to rain, which wasn't bad. The biggest thing that I found in time management is not that, you know, I don't have the time for a specific task. It's the willpower to get off my butt. I think that's a Ooh. whole nother hour right there. Of it, that's, oh, it is. That's, that's, no, that's like Motivation, two, three, four hours. Yeah. Yes. But, but that has a, that plays a lot into your time management because if you cannot get off your butt, you can't even start. 
Well, that's like, just I, told, I can't even. I just can't. I start yeah. my work day at eight a.m. I've been up since five thirty or so. Like that's future me, you know because I'm like oh I gotta sit and check my Instagram and play my Angry Birds and everything. Oh I'm out of lives now. I can get up, start my day. There you go. So, but yes, it's I mean future topic because that one <laughs> that one's gonna be a while. Yes. But I think that about does it for this one. Unless you I think it does else. too. Uh, not it might really. actually be a short one once you edit. <laughs> yeah, we cut mm, out maybe. dogs barking and miscellaneous disappearances. And this part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's always the after show. Mm. There That's you go. your YouTube channel right there. The before and the after of the podcast. Yeah. <sighs> that would be awesome. I was just bullshitting for 15, 20 minutes. It's probably long enough. I, yeah. By <laughs> the way, people are thoroughly enjoying having you as the as the third person on the podcast. I think they got tired of hearing us. They were probably tired of hearing us since the beginning. Let's <laughs> say we were probably never the reason they listened. They were just like, oh, well, I guess I'll give it a try. But think about it. If we didn't have the podcast, we never would have known Martina because I did not even know. Nope. I not didn't know a damn thing about Naughty by Nature. And then it, she popped up. It's like, hey, listen to the listen to these two guys talk about making. They don't suck. I know. And now Stephen will answer all my weird shit when I'm like, how do I get this extractor off my screw? Well, Stephen knows a lot of weird shit. That's what I told him. I was like, okay, no more weird things. How do I do this? So. Yep. But that's what I do. That's thing, what I do. Things that we take for granted that we know, he probably doesn't know. Yeah, like how to use a microwave. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I, because that's all I got the, out of that microwaves story. Are the devil. Yeah. Microwaves are the devil. Okay, how do you how do you heat fries up in a microwave? You I don't, don't because you can't heat up fries. They suck. You don't. You just don't bring if, them home. It's a one if, and done. You put them in a toaster oven. You can reheat French fries. No. You got to add a little bit more oil no. to them. I don't My reheat. You don't even own so a toaster small, oven. I can't. I can't afford to have a toaster oven. Anyway, see that thing in the corner. That's that's toaster oven. That's that was a that was my wedding gift to myself. Let's, it's like four hundred dollars. <laughs> let's wrap up the episode and then we yeah. can bullshit. <laughs> okay, sorry. Let's edit. Right. <laughs> let's just here. I'm just gonna hit stop recording. Thank you for listening to our show. Be sure to check out MakerVisionPodcast.com. We'll post valuable resources, tips, and info about anything we've talked into talked about in today's shows or past shows. And all these things are to help your maker vision become a maker reality. If you have any questions or suggestions or any comments about what you heard today or, once again, in previous episodes, feel free to drop us a line at makervisionpodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at makervisionpodcast, or through mine and Trevor's personal Instagram accounts, and that is Old South Woodcraft or Maker Experiment. If you like the show... Please give us a five-star review and uh, and just some really nice words to, to let us know how good we're doing. Or if you didn't like it, let us know what you didn't like about it. Either way, we're happy to hear from you. And you can go and do that on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Once again, thank you for joining us on our podcast, and we really look forward to hearing, hearing from you next week. 